Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha, Nebraska. And it's great to be with all of our listeners again today. To open up God's Word again, study a little bit further, dig a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more, and grow in our faith. Because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. I know we keep saying that, but you know, I'm afraid a whole lot of people don't realize that. I think a lot of people, they may just kind of think that faith kind of overwhelms them or just comes upon them or all of a sudden they've got faith. They didn't have it, you know, yesterday, at least not very strong faith, but all of a sudden it just happened to them. Well, again, the scriptures teach us that faith comes as we get into God's word, read it, understand it, believe it, and then begin to make the proper applications to our lives. Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to tell everybody you can about the program, Search the Scriptures. Encourage them to listen. Now, we know that there are a lot of people who they're busy during the day. They're at work, and then they have a lot of activity going on the rest of the day as well. They may not be able to tune in at the exact times that the program airs over the radio, even though we're on several times a day. So, Here is a solution, and maybe this will help you as well. Go to our website, churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. Now, it's free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets, as we keep emphasizing. We just want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And when you sign up for for our podcasting, you will automatically receive to your smartphone or computer or whatever smart device you choose, This radio program, every day, Monday through Friday, search the scriptures. It'll automatically go there. And then you can listen at at a time that's convenient for you when you can work it into your busy schedule. But you'll receive a whole lot more Bible teaching as well. A Sunday morning Bible class, a Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons. And I really think a great, a great study every single day, seven days a week that we call today's Bible class. Now, It keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us focused on our spiritual life and our relationship with God, and it helps keep us strong and even growing stronger in our faith. But one reason I say this I really think is so great is because it's only about 13 minutes long each day. So you can work that into your busy schedule almost without exception. Just about 13 minutes long keeps us in God's Word every day, today's Bible class. So tell everybody you can, and take advantage of it yourself. If you're in the Omaha area, we do hope you'll come and check us out in person. Many of our radio listeners have done that and continue to do that, and many have stayed on with us. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha. 3606 North 108th Street. Bible classes begin on Sunday morning at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evenings, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study at 6 o'clock each Sunday evening. And Wednesday evenings, middle of the week, good time to kind of get recharged spiritually. We come back together at 6.30 each Wednesday evening for midweek Bible classes. We do hope you'll come and get to know us. Let us get to know you. We hope to see you soon. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study that we've been looking at for quite a while now. We're trying to encourage you, don't let the devil win in your life. Don't let him win your soul. That's what he's after. 
as we've emphasized repeatedly through this study. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, the apostle Peter identifies the devil or describes him as being like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Now, we know we'd stay away from a wild animal if all of a sudden one showed up on our on our front lawn or walking down the street in front of our house. We'd stay away. We'd call the authorities. You need to come get this, this beast because we understand walking out among or, or around that kind of an animal, we're in danger, life danger. And because... We understand he's a wild beast. He's, he's looking for something to, to eat, and that would be us if we put ourselves in that kind of jeopardy. So Paul Peter, he uses that illustration, an illustration we can relate to, to warn us against letting down our guard in regards to what the devil is trying to do to us. He is trying to lead us into sin and thereby away from God and to our eternal destruction in hell. I know a lot of people that don't like to even hear the word hell unless they're using it in some kind of profane way, but it's a real place just as is heaven, a real place. And as heaven is a place of eternal reward and bliss and blessing and comfort and peace, hell is just the opposite. It is a place of eternal condemnation, destruction, torment, judgment. You don't want to be there. There's no neat little corner of hell where you can find comfort. It is described variously as a, a lake that burns with fire and brimstone and a place where there is continual weeping and gnashing of teeth because of the torment, the agony that those who are there go through on a continual basis. But that's what the devil wants for you, eternal destruction, eternal condemnation, eternal punishment in hell. The devil, he tries to pull us away through various temptations. The apostle Paul talked about three main lines of temptation that the devil uses in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. He talks about in verse 16, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And so he says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And then in verse 17, he says, this world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides or lives forever. 1 John 2, verses 15 through 17. So we need to keep our eyes open. Now, we've been emphasizing you need to be on guard because the devil's always out there. He's always out there on the prowl. He's always out there looking for ways to lead you into condemnation through sin and to keep you there. And if you're trying to walk with God in faithfulness, he's going to work harder on you. He doesn't have to work as hard on people who are just living outright sinful lifestyles because he's already got them. But if you try to pull away from that, if you try to live that righteous, godly life, walking in the light, as John puts it in 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, the devil's going to work harder on you. So be on guard, but understand, as we've emphasized, you don't have to fear the devil. 
because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And God has promised to be with you as long as you will walk with him in faithful obedience on a consistent basis. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. So God has said, I'll be with you. And even when it comes to those temptations that the devil is, will try to continually throw at you, and he knows where you're weakest spiritually, God has said, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to men. So don't think that somehow the devil is, has found some brand new temptation that mankind has never seen before, and he's throwing that one at you, and you just cannot resist it. No, God said, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. And then in the middle of that verse, it says, but God is faithful. Now think about that statement of encouragement for you. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, will make a way, will make a way uh, of escape that you may be able to bear it. So God has promised you, as long as you're walking with him faithfully, obediently, consistently, he'll protect you against those temptations. Now, it does not say God will not allow the devil to tempt you. It says God will always be there with you, and he will make the way for you to be able to say no to every one of those temptations. What a great blessing for us. Now, we've talked about, okay, what can we do? What measures can we take to stand strong against the devil? And Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, be strong in the Lord. And then he goes on and, and says in verses 10 and 11, put on the whole armor of God. And so God has provided you with a whole suit of spiritual armor that you can wear every day. And in doing so, you can be strong in the Lord and strong against the devil. In fact, verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 6 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil or all of his schemings, all of his ploys, all of his plans to try to bring you into sin. And then when you read through that list of spiritual armor, it talks about all the different pieces you may be able to stand. Let's see, take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, verse 13, and so gird your waist with truth. Jesus said the truth will make you free. So you need to study God's word because that is the source of spiritual truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. So don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed to live a righteous life, a godly life. Don't be embarrassed to tell friends and family members, no, I'm not going to go to that place. No, I'm not going to go to that party. No, I'm not going to take part in that, that kind of activity. Shod your feet with the, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Walk by God's teachings, by God's word every day. Take the shield of faith, and as you grow stronger and stronger in your faith, you can, again, become stronger and stronger against all of those temptations the devil's going to throw at you. And that shield of faith can deflect every one of them if you stand strong in the faith. Put on the helmet of salvation. Yeah, live that saved Christian life. The, sal the helmet of salvation, and, and take up always the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. God has given us the Bible to guide us 
to forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ, and also to live a strong, faithful, dedicated Christian life. The Apostle Paul talked about those particular points in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. Verse 15, we are led to salvation through the word of God. Verse 16, we're assured that all scripture is God's very word. It's given by inspiration of God. And that is effective, that it is effective to equip us with all that God wants us to be able to have in our lives from a spiritual perspective, to be able to live a faithful Christian life, and also to be able to do the good works that God has prepared for us to be involved in. And we need to be involved in those good works. Again, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. Now, so how, what measures can I take? Well, be involved in the good works that God has prepared for you to be involved in and prepared you to be involved in. Again, God, God don't make no junk. And again, I've emphasized poor grammar there for the sake of emphasis. You have abilities, capabilities, opportunities that are unique to you in a lot of cases. You can do some things to serve the Lord, to influence other people that other people around you may not be able to do because you know some people that they may not be able to, that they may not know. You have influence over some people they don't have influence over. I've tried to get this across in teaching on this particular point for many years. You talk about a congregation of the Lord's Church. I've tried to say, look, you know people I don't know. You have influence over people I don't have influence over. You reach out to them. You try to get them into God's Word. You try to encourage them to come and worship with us and study God's Word with us. Be that seasoning salt that Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13, and that shining light that he talks about in verses 14 through 16. The shining light of Christianity, of godliness, of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And help people come to see the truth of God's Word. The more involved you are, on a regular, consistent basis in doing the good works that God has designed for Christians to be involved in, the less opportunity you have to let the devil into your thinking and into your actions in life because you're working for God. You're serving him actively and and, in a dedicated and consistent fashion. It's as James said in James chapter 4, verse 7, submit to God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. If we're walking with God, the devil has no place in our life. But if we're walking with the devil, we're not walking with God. So if we're, if we're living in sinfulness, we're not walking with God. But if we stay close to God then the devil has no place in our life. So the devil will try in various ways to keep you from being faithful, to keep you from being dedicated, to keep you from actively serving God through those good works that we talked about in James chapter 2, verses 17 through the end of the chapter, and 
Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, Titus chapter 2, verse 14, Titus, Titus chapter 3, verse 8, and verse 14, and we could go on and on. Be involved. Be dedicated. Don't let the devil keep you thinking that you're not smart enough, you don't know enough, you're going to mess up, you're going to insult somebody, and somebody's going to make fun of you. Don't let the devil hoodwink you into thinking you're too busy to serve God faithfully and dedicated. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, the Hebrews writer wrote, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every, uh, every weight or every hindrance and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, you've seen Olympic runners, haven't you? Maybe you've been involved in in high school sports, track and field, and so on, but you understand when those runners line up on the start line. They're not wearing, they're not wearing uh, winter, winter clothes and, and a big bulky coat. They're not wearing a hat over their head. And they're, they're streamlining down to reduce as much wind resistance as possible. They're not carrying weights with them, something under their arm, a big weight strapped around their waist. They're not wearing big bulky tennis shoes. Again, they're streaming down to have as little wind, wind resistance as, as possible so they can run faster and more effectively. So do not become encumbered or weighed down with sinful practices, with other kinds of activities that might be, maybe even in just kind of a slight way, pulling you away from effective, effective service to God, maybe pulling you a little bit away from living that faithful, dedicated life before God. Now, those runners, what do they do? They're running around that track. They come around that final bend. They come into the home stretch. They've got their eye on the finish line, haven't they? That's, that's where they, the award is waiting for them. Well, verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 12 tells us Jesus is waiting at our finish line in life for us. And he's got the crown of life in his hand. That's our award. Now, you don't have to finish first. And that's a big difference between running track and field or running some physical race in, 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 in this world. If you don't finish first, you've lost. Now, you might finish second or third. You might be some kind of award, but you don't, you, you've lost. You haven't, you haven't won if you don't finish first. Well, in life, when we're looking at it from the spiritual perspective, you don't have to finish first. You just have to finish faithful, and you've won. Jesus has got that crown of life, eternal life in heaven, waiting for you. As you cross the finish line of this life, this physical life, faithful to him, faithful to God, the reward, the award will be yours, and it will be sure. Make up your mind. This is another important point. Make up your mind. So many people are wishy-washy when it comes to their spiritual lives. 
because you see they're still they're still caught up in sin. They they they, they don't want to let go of some sinful practices. Now they want to be saved. They want eternity in home or an eternal home in heaven, but they haven't gotten to the point where they're absolutely determined to make the commitment to get there. Joshua, when it came to the end of the battles to take the promised land, called the people of Israel together. And I just want to read verse 15 of Joshua chapter 24. He said, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. You need to make that choice. Are you going to walk with God? Are you going to walk with Jesus or not? Again, there's no middle ground. It's either or. You're going to walk with God or you're going to walk with the devil, one or the other. What's your life going to be? Joshua went on. He said, so choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your father, uh, the gods which your father served that were over on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites. Now, those were all evils. Uh, Those were all idols. And so it was evil. So you need to make up your mind. Who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve God or are you going to serve the devil? Again, no middle ground. It's either or, one or the other. And then Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua and his household, they'd made up their minds. You need to make up your mind. Who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve God? Or are you going to serve the devil? Again, it's either or. Either or. Don't lose focus by getting caught up in the cares of this world. When God confronted Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 8, the Lord, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah responded, Here am I, send me. Will you step out for the Lord? Will you serve him on an ongoing basis? Will you walk with him in faithful obedience consistently? Will you make up your mind to turn away from all of the sin the devil's trying to lead you into? Are you going to give your life to Jesus Christ? Are you ready to repent of your sins, confess your faith in God and in Christ openly, and be baptized, immersed in the waters of baptism for the remission of your sins, raised up from that watery grave, reborn spiritually, to walk a new life from a spiritual perspective in Christ, and faithful to God? Don't let the devil win. Don't be wishy-washy. Don't be hesitant. Don't let the devil win your soul. We'd like to help you. You can contact us through our website at churchofchristchurchofchrist.com. Click on the email link and you can contact us that way. We'd love to send you a free Bible study. Or you can phone us at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. We can talk together. We can study together. We can pray together. Don't let the devil win. Don't let him win. Let's pray. Father, help us to be determined to not let the devil win in our life, to not let him win our souls to eternal destruction in hell. Help us to walk with you, Father. Guide us to do exactly that and to serve you daily 
we pray. Please, Father, please strengthen us and encourage us. And please, Father, we pray forgiveness. Forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.